Hey y'all, and welcome to Southern Fried Spooky, the podcast home of all things Southern Spooky, and this month, holiday! Yay! Christmas! Totally. Yeah. I'm your Carolina girl, Heather. And I am your Florida man, Tony. Um, we're doing this kind of off book without having written a script because, you know, we're smart that way. So yeah. blah, 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 Facebook, Patreon, blah, blah. But <laughs> today's episode is a second peek. Mm-hmm. If you Can you peek audibly? At um, Jeff Quick slash Father Christmas. We did have so much fun covering Christmas traditions, and maybe we'll have to come and invite him back next year. Oh, yeah. He had some more for us. So yeah. this is probably going to be a shorter episode, but we're going to look into some origins of ghost stories and the 12 days of Christmas. Which is kind of fun. Yes, different than what I expected. It's like I, did, I didn't see that coming when I originally asked him about that, and, and it's kind of cool. It is. Now, we will say that we had some technophargal dipophagies in that our... <laughs> some technophargal dipophagies? Technical difficulties. Okay. Um, recording, and it shut us off kind of quickly, and so... Technophargal. You've never heard that before. Okay. <laughs> so there was an abrupt end to it, and we decided we were going to re-record to finish later. Yeah. Well, he had some things happen in his family, and so we decided that we're not going to bother him for a little while, so yeah. we did not elegantly finish the episode, so we will just sort of end it. Yeah, it will It will cut off abruptly. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But I think we will hear from him again, because he's oh, yes. so much fun yeah, to yeah, talk he's to. So mu- he's so much fun. He's, he's the sweetest guy. He is a vast wealth of knowledge. Absolutely. Especially when it comes to Christmas. So I will suggest, okay, all you fans of the Carolina Renaissance Festival, next year when it's Pirate's Christmas, he's easy to find. Talk to him about Christmas traditions if you go out there. But we do have a lot of people who dress up as more traditional Santa Claus. and But yes, he's one of the very few Father Christmas. But you can tell because he's not, you know, large jolly man. He's slim. And well, we posted a picture. So without further ado, here is our interview part two with Jeff Quick, our Father Christmas. What are some of those fabulous dark traditions? Like, where do you want to start? Well, Tony set a challenge for me last time we met Uh-oh. about yep. the song the 12 days of christmas yes and oh dear just from just from what the like five minute conversation we had it sounds really interesting so oh, cool. yeah okay. okay it was first published you know the song's been around for a while but it was first published in 1780 Wow, that's a long time for people to be suffering. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and the tune that we sing, though, was not used until 1909. Oh, okay, so it must have sounded different. There was actually a dozen other tunes before then. Oh. And 1909 is the tune that we use now. Also, the words were not always the same. That doesn't surprise me. (laughs) Um... I can understand why even modern times a couple of them wouldn't be used. It's like one of them is about bear baiting. Oh. Ah. I'm like, no, I can understand why you only use that. And that one was in the 1860s. (laughs) But what is interesting, verse number four. Four calling calling birds? Four calling birds, yeah. It's collie birds. Yeah, collie birds. And collie is an English word for coal or black. So it's for blackbirds. Oh. Mm-hmm. And the five golden rings is not referring to five rings of gold. 
they're referring to five gold ring pheasants. Oh, so we're still going with the poultry. Yep. So, like, the first five are birds. First nice. seven. Oh, the first seven. Okay, the first seven are birds. It, yeah. So it's seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying, then five golden rings, four yeah. French hens, and so forth. Um, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, people were trying to say, and these were a couple of Catholic uh, priests, that... The 12 Days of Christmas was an allegory for the Catechism. Now, see, when you said that, I had never heard that, actually. Well, it's not. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> yeah, they tried to claim it, but it turns out it is a game of forfeits. Basically, you sit around a circle in a group, and the first person starts the first verse. Second person, of course, repeats the first verse and sings the second, and so on it goes. You miss a verse, you have to pay a forfeit. Uh oh. And that usually a piece of candy or a kiss. Uh huh. Um, yep. <laughs> ah, this and, is very good into the Christmas as a debauchery kind of thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then the song started over. Oh my god. Yeah. You could probably, like, that's like a party. Yes, wow. it, it was a party. It was a party game. That's kind of horrifying. <laughs> no, I do kind of like it. Well, you have to think, um, very popular. Those kind of games were very popular during the Victorian era. Oh, yeah. I mean, even Mozart was known to adore those penalty games. Oh, yes. Yeah, because he, again, with the debauchery. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That was his thing. Um, a... Another fun modern tradition is uh, in Japan. Really? Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> I have heard that, actually. <laughs> that is that is a thing. They, they do not celebrate Christmas nationally, but it has become a thing to for your Christmas dinner to go to KFC. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I believe that the national, uh, in Japan, the national religions are Buddha, Buddhist, and Shinto. But like, if, if I remember correctly, there is no national religion. Uh, that is true. Or the ones that are that are more widely believed as Buddhist, Shinto, and then followed up by Christianity. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, Buddhism, Shintoism, Taoism. Yeah, Taoism. And Christianity, and it's Christianity is usually uh, the Catholic variety. Yeah. Other unusual traditions, of course, we have the Krampus. Oh yeah. In Austria. Speaking of which, did you see that Krampus uh, Pirates weekend? The uh, he guy... was actually there the weekend before. Oh, was he? Yeah. That he dude was... was like 7-2 in that costume. Yes. He was... Yeah, he's been there before. Wow. Yeah, I, like, I, walked up, done. I walked up to him and I was like, well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of terrifying. <laughs> oh, he, he was. In the Ukraine, they have a rather interesting little Christmas tradition. They put cobwebs on their Christmas tree. Uh, yeah, actually, you know, I'd heard that. I love that, but do tell, do tell. I love this one. It is a folk tale about a poor widow who couldn't afford to decorate a tree for her children. The legend has that spiders in the house took pity on the family and spun beautiful webs all over the tree. Then children woke up to find it on Christmas morning. And spider webs are considered lucky in Ukrainian culture. But part of the legend continues that 
in the sunlight, they turned into silver and gold. So, so they were able to look after themselves for the rest of the year. Ooh, fabulous. That is I do awesome. have, um, I think my stepmother had told me about that story, and, and she and my father actually collected a couple of spider web with little spiders on them ornaments that mm-hmm. I now have, and I just hang them up in the corners of my house so they look like sparkly little spider webs. I right. love that story. Mm-hmm. Another interesting one is the Christmas pickle. I've wondered about that. Did you say pickle? Yes, pickle. pickle. The Christmas pickle. Christmas we have pickle. one on our tree. It's yeah, you, 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 you explain that there is a Christmas tree pickle, and if yes. you find it, you get a gift, but I don't know anything more than that. <laughs> well, there are a couple of stories about where it comes from. Um, some say it's a 16th century German tradition, where they would hide the pickle, and the first child to find it would get an extra gift. Um, there's some people that say it's not that old. Hmm. That it's actually from the time of the American Civil War. Huh. That a soldier who was in a prisoner of war camp was starving, and he was of German descent, and begged for something to eat, and a Union soldier gave him the pickle. Oh. So every year he would put the pickle in the tree to remember that kindness of that soldier. That's kind of awesome. Um, another is that it's not from Germany, but it's, it's Spanish. And it commemorates St. Nicholas saving the three boys that were in a pickle barrel who were going to be sold as pork. I think you mentioned that last time, didn't you, that he revived mm-hmm. them? That is really good. St. <laughs> Nicholas was just like a hardcore badass, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Um, he, you know, mess around and find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Catch me outside, that type of thing. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm going to throw hands. Uh, but there's also a story that we're old enough to remember Woolworths. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I, like, I remember my grandma taking me to Woolworths. Well, they got some glass ornaments from Germany. And one, some of those ornaments happened to be pickles. And they didn't really have a clue what to do with it. So they kind of started the story to sell the ornaments. Ah. Funny how that happens. I, I remember the Woolworths catalog, like that big, almost as thick as like a, a, a like a phone book. It would come mm-hmm. in and my grandma would be like, here. And mm-hmm. I, she would hand me a marker and I would circle what I wanted for. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she would pick like three of them and get them for me. That's yeah. cool. Yep. I remember growing up this the uh, Sears Christmas catalog. Oh yes, the Wish Book. Yes, the one that even had like the little list that you could check off the things in the back. Exactly. Wow. My sister and I we used to go through that and mark what we wanted, and my folks would choose from that list. And as a matter of, a as, of a, as a matter of fact, something funny. It's funny that you bring that up. Uh, my grandma would get those as well, like the Sears catalogs, and you know, every mm-hmm. Christmas they would send you those. And um, my grandma passed in, I believe it was ninety six. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were cleaning out her stuff, and I took a box with me because it said it had some of my grandfather's stuff in it. And it moved to North Carolina with me, then it moved to Ohio with me. I sent it back to North Carolina shortly before I left my wife. Oh yeah. <laughs> go and when we went when I was on the res 
went back and opened it, and there was one of those catalogs ah. from like 1984. That's practically archaeological in its yes. elderly status. <laughs> it's archaic, and there, sir. And probably worth a little bit of money to a collector. Yeah, probably. Um, Don't tell my mother that. She has good housekeeping from the 70s. <laughs> Baby, we got Playboys from the 40s sitting in our well, that's garage. Um, I, I can top that. <laughs> my dad's dad used to go to estate sales. And he had a Sears catalog from the 20s. Ooh. Ooh. I think back then you could order a house, couldn't you? Yeah, you <laughs> not, yeah. That's not all you could order. You could, you could order, order guns. A Thompson's machine gun. Yeah, a Tommy gun. A Tommy, yeah. Tommy gun. I know what those are, but I'm just... I wonder what the postage on that would be. <laughs> you, could, you could order trucks. They would it's literally really cool. drive a, a truck to your house. Kind of yes. the Amazon of its time. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. It, it was. It and really was. Generally they were the far. only ones who did that. I also remember Home Shopping Network and QVC. I think we're mm. deviating a little bit here. We're deviating, <laughs> but I'm, think, I'm thinking of Christmas. Well, My grandma right. always had QVC playing on Christmas Day because mm. no one paid attention to it. She was so scared that that people weren't going to be paying attention to the people who were there. She would put Home Shopping Network on. To <laughs> enforce interaction. Yeah. <laughs> That's strange. Clever. Yep. How would you like to spend Christmas in Caracas, Venezuela? During Christmas, they close the streets. Oh. So you can roller skate this church <laughs> for Christmas That's services. That's kind of awesome. Get started, pray tell. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, nobody's quite sure, but um, it's so well established that they close the streets traffic starting at eight in the morning. I'm now envisioning midnight mass on the rollerblades. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, it's even rumored that children will sleep with one lace from their skate tied around their toe and the other skate hanging out the window, so the friends when they come by can tug on the skate that's hanging out to wake them up to get them to church. <laughs> Wow. That doesn't sound comfortable, though, you know? <laughs> no. That is an odd one. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Finland? Love to hear Finland. Snow. We have listeners. <laughs> well, we do. Well, part of the celebration has been part of the day in the sauna. You know, I, I'm down for that. <laughs> it's kind of chilly there, if it makes sense. Yeah. Now, is that just Finland or uh, that, any that, other place that in is a, that is a That is a thing in Finland on Christmas Eve. It's like a very, very weird Finnish tradition. It's like, <laughs> we're, we're going into the sauna, kids. Yeah. Well, most <laughs> most homes have a sauna. Oh, yeah. So, so it's just kind of a, we all go into the sauna. Um, in, in the Netherlands, they put shoes by the fire. Oh, instead of stockings? Instead of stockings, they put carrots in there for Cinder Claus's horse. Well, that's very kind of them. Yep. And if they've been good, they'll get small gifts and treats. If they've been bad, they get a potato. <laughs> you know, me, me being me, I'd be like, thanks for the potato, and probably make something out of it. Right. This is a weird aside. Have you been reading? Um, it showed up a few times on various Facebook posts of the person who started handing out potatoes instead of candy for Halloween. Yes. And the kids, kids were excited the- to get the I mean, they could take candy. Yeah. But... 
there was a single potato, and frequently kids took it. Like, the people who were doing this gave away something like ten bags of, I mean, a um, stupid amount of potatoes just because they thought it was funny. Was that like our yam in Royal Court? I don't know. <laughs> Someone came to court and handed out vegetables. <laughs> I mean, it made sense at the time. They were singing a song about vegetables, but for the rest of the day, we passed around a yam that just... It kept ending up in the Queen's throne, and she kept getting the Captain of the Guard in trouble, because she's like, how did this end up here again? <laughs> I actually I actually drew a face on it and sat it in her throne. <laughs> it should have been a courtier for at least a day. Yeah. I don't know what happened to it after that. <laughs> Epic what? tales of the potato. <laughs> well, on the subject of food, and strange food at that, okay. mm. South Africa. Been there. One of the dishes for Christmas dinner, fried caterpillars. Ew. Oh. Obviously, that's a regional thing. And it's, Ew. <laughs> it's, and it's the pine tree impromarth or Christmas caterpillar. Slimy and satisfying. I wonder have, if that's affected the butterfly populations there. I, who knows? I, At least somewhat. Uh, in, in Norway, they hide their brooms. On Christmas Eve, Why? To, keep the witch, to keep the witches and evil spirits from stealing them and riding them around town. <laughs> We're grounding your car. Well, it's sort of like locking your car doors. You're like, nope. <laughs> yeah, this is now a no-fly zone. <laughs> in Sweden, in 1958, there was a Christmas special. Uh, the title was "Donald Duck and His Friends Wish You a Merry Christmas." Well, it's pretty much played. Every year since. Wow. Same channel at 3 p.m. sharp. Interesting. So, I mean, we have plenty of stuff well, that gets played every like, year around uh, here. Well, the guy who did stop animation forever. It was like, like Rudolph. Oh, that's and, the Rankin Bass? Yeah, Rankin yeah, Bass. Rankin Bass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rudolph, um, Frosty, Frosty the Snowman, the, 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 was the Night Before Christmas, like mm-hmm. all of that. It wasn't a bad monster party, but that was Halloween. Yes. Yeah, but right. yeah, that's cute stuff. That's pretty standard. I remember a Charlie Brown special. No, sure. I'm mm-hmm. curious that there was a Donald Duck special. I'm curious. And while we're on that side, well, side of the world, in Sweden, they have the Yule Goat. Yule Goat? Yule Goat. Man. Um, <laughs> it is a, it's made of straw. And... I'm assuming this isn't like Wicker Man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it ends up because of vandals, ends up that way. Uh, But I uh, have seen small, I guess, I think small versions done as ornaments or house decor. Yes, they they do have vaguely Mm -hmm. ram like. It's very stylized. Hard to tell what it is. It's just some sort of quadruped. (laughs) Right. Okay, so Um, Trojan Bunny. (laughs) It's 42 feet high. Yeah. My goodness. Good lord. Trojan Bunny. Um, But it's a goat. Yes. It, it is a goat. It's. I am not going to try to pronounce their name for it. I'll butcher it badly. Um, That's finished for you. <laughs> but it weighs almost four tons. And it's made of straw? It's made of straw. That is a lot of straw. I mean, I assume there's probably some sort of framework in there, but still. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Kind of, what, how did this... Let me try it, that again. How did this come to be? <laughs> it, it, it is a Nordic pagan tradition. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, right. And it's now around the beginning of Advent is when they put it up. 
Oh, okay. And so tradition. Here it's tradition. Yeah. And it takes them about two days to build them. Good lord. Wow. Well, that's about like the effort it takes to make a good parade float for yeah. holidays, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is still a water straw. And apparently there is a and there is a framework that they, they build it on. Oh, okay. I wonder if random animals are like, ooh, that looks tasty. All right, go, <laughs> all right John, let's go get the goat scaffold. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, that's, that's interesting. But there have been several times it's been set afire by people, stolen. Uh, are you sure it wasn't a set of stones in Georgia? Wrong thing. <laughs> How do you make off with a 42-foot goat, though? I mean, that's really hard to hide. Yeah. <laughs> no, you probably, they probably tore it down and took the pieces away. Shakespeare once stole an entire playhouse, and no one realized what was going on. <laughs> this is true. It could have just been true. a college prank. Not the playhouse, but, you know, I, that seems like a frat boy kind of thing. If they, It was Shakespeare. Come on now. He was like the ultimate frat boy. We're talking about the goat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shakespeare was a frat boy. We all know this. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to argue that, but I was focusing on the yeah, Christmas thing. Yeah, the goat, the goat. I still, I still want to know how you steal like eight thousand pounds worth of straw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cows ate it. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, oh. You, if you prefer warmer climates, New Zealand and Australia. When, for Christmas, they go to the beach. Yep, that does sound lovely. I, um, I watched this channel on YouTube called Your New Zealand Family, mm-hmm. and they do a lot of, they're like, they really like American stuff, they they try a lot of American things, and then they talk about, of course, New Zealand, <laughs> Yeah. and they were like, for Christmas, one of their videos was, they spent it on the beach. Mm-hmm. So it's warm there. <laughs> um, yeah, it's summertime there, and yeah. Christmas dinner is a seafood cooked on the barbie. Good day, mate. <laughs> Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. I could live with that. I mean, at least try it. That sounds good. I mean, yeah. I mean, we go to the beach over, like, New Year's usually. It's not bad. Of course, it's a little chillier here, but I wouldn't be getting in the water, but it's nice. (laughs) Another tradition, and this is in the Philippines, is the Giant Lantern Festival. Uh, I've heard of this. Um, Imagine... Giant kaleidoscope pinwheels of light. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Um, it's in the city of San Fernando, which they refer to as the Christmas capital of the Philippines. Interesting. But there are eleven villages that take part in the festival, and they compete against each other. Oh, they make fun. the most elaborate. Oh wow! I'll have to show you videos of it. It's pretty cool. I would love to see that. There's actually one, because some of them, they'll actually take, like, fireworks and put them on there so it rotates. Ooh, mm-hmm. wow. And they laid one down, covered it with fireworks, and ignited it, and the thing shot, like, 800 feet straight up. Was it supposed to? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Just checking. That sounds amazing. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. And in Colombia, we have Dia de las Bralitas, the little candlestick. I was about to say something about Candle Day. Mm-hmm. Where it marks the start of the Christmas season. People place candles and paper lanterns in the windows, back at balconies and front yards. So 
everywhere is lit by candlelight. That sounds gorgeous, actually. Yeah. yeah. I do enjoy that. I, I think in in China, I believe they have one called Festival of the Lantern, and it's mm-hmm. it's near Christmas, and in, they use paper lanterns and they light them and they rise up, and right? Like for I mean, it's just the sky looks like stars, like these lanterns Ooh. are just floating away, sort of um. What's the name of that Disney movie, Tangled, that they did? Oh, for, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's sort of like that. The Floating Lanterns. Yeah. This is going to be really lame, but I, <laughs> last Christmas, around the Christmas, last December, we went to Disney. And, of course, the parks definitely dress up for Christmas. And in Animal Kingdom, they, in their different sections, sort of dress up for the nearest parallel calendar holiday. And yeah, I can't remember what section it was, but... I, it may have been Asia, but they actually had everything decorated for Diwali. Yeah. And that was mm-hmm. really neat. I love the decor for that. Diwali is India. That yeah, would make sense. Yeah, so. that would make sense. That would mean why I was like, ooh, cringe. Ooh. Cringe. <laughs> he can't stand the... I... I... <laughs> the like, work, working, working as an electrician, I go into India, and, you know, they're not... The fictional village of Anandapur. They're, they're not... <laughs> that great when it comes to their wire work there. <laughs> so there are just wires everywhere. It makes my skin crawl. It's um, just the magic of I, Joe Rody. It's not real. You've mentioned before that because of a charming fun-filled gentleman Cromwell, we no longer have the tradition of well, it, the tradition of ghost stories at Christmas was shut down. Um, would you care to elaborate on that? Most of us don't really think of ghost stories as Christmas fun. Well, first you have to realize during Christmas, it's very close to the winter solstice. Oh, yes. Longest night of the year. Yeah. And it's also a very scary time pre-electric. Oh, yeah. Um, winter is deadly. Oh, yes. And, of course, nature makes all kinds of interesting sounds during winter. And you get hungry wolves Running and all of that. Mm-hmm. The house creaks and moans. Um, so ghost stories fit real well in the atmosphere. Um, before Cromwell and his crowd ousted the king and took power, ghost stories were kind of a, a staple during Christmas. Then Puritans took over and basically outlawed Christmas. Um, No celebration. Uh, Fancy decorations were outlawed. Um, Birthdays were outlawed. Um, uh, Any celebration of any kind. Having fun was outlawed. Um, That's no fun. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you know. Completely like anhedonic. Right. It's like, you know, very stoic, very plain, no ornamentation of anything. Um, and Sounds then, like he'd be very popular. And of course, after the, um, the monarchy was restored, Cromwell's associates that were still alive were executed by the king, and then he had Cromwell's body dug up and beheaded and put on display at the Tower of London. Don't mess with Christmas. Yeah, don't mess, yeah, don't mess with Christmas. Yeah, you, you don't but, screw with Christmas. But there really wasn't a resurgence of the ghost stories until the Victorian era. Oh. And we have Mr. Charles Dickens to of thank course. for that. 
with Yay. the story of a Christmas Carol. Which we you said was a serial, right? Was a serial in a daily paper, daily magazine, a chapter at a time. That, that is, is a that, very Dickens thing to do. That's that how he ingenious. brought out his most successful big first book. Right, at one chapter at a time, and it got people hooked. Most people have heard of the Strand magazine because oh, yeah. of Sherlock Holmes. Will Ebenezer Scrooge actually feel Christmas? Stay tuned! <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and Strand magazine, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle did the same thing with Sherlock Holmes, but a chapter at a time. Wasn't that Dickens was... who actually, like, started that? That's yeah, yeah. Pretty much he's the one who really kicked it off, and others followed after. And he um, was, like, 24, 25 at the time. Yeah, he was a young man. Even the Bronte sisters got... I mean, it was just the trend. Once he did it, and it was successful, because initially publishers thought they'd go broke, but he was like, we printed on cheap paper, we... And then when he finished the book, he brought it out in, you know, the leather... Bound, mm-hmm. Gilt edge, silk ribbon, and so basically he sold the same book to the same people twice. Right, and the second time he sold it, he sold it at a higher price. Yeah, because then it looked nice and could be displayed in their library. And you it had is... the full story; you didn't yeah. have to decide. Oh, wow! <laughs> but, the, but the thing of doing it in the serial, more people read it than could afford the bound book. Absolutely, I believe they said, and I think this is still true. His first book, um, which is Pickwick Papers, his, yeah. first, mm-hmm. okay, his first successful book, um, outsold even at least to the 80s or 90s, I guess. It may still be true. Outsold Gone with the Wind. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Gone with the Wind technically has sold more copies, but they also have to do this thing of where they like divide copies sold versus how many people could read. But yeah. people would get together and they'd read to each other. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> A lot of people experienced the book. Yeah. So he was sort of revolutionary. <laughs> Not just because of an amazing Christmas Carol. Speaking, of, speaking <laughs> of Christmas and reading, there, I remember reading that there was a tradition in the Red War, or the, yeah, the, like the Red War, mm-hmm. um, that families would get together and the one or two family members that were actually literate, would they would spend the whole day reading the kids' Christmas stories. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. And this happened even during the war, that soldiers would stop at these houses for these kids whose families were off and were either killed or fighting, and these soldiers would read to the kids on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, that right. I heard. Um, I want to say it's in Norway. They have a tradition on Christmas Eve. They get three presents. Chocolate? New PJs and a new book. That sounds glorious. I mean, yeah. And then you spend Christmas Eve in bed with your chocolate and your book. That sounds glorious. <laughs> do they still do that? I mean, I, yeah, that sounds like a good tradition. Yeah. Sounds, very yeah. That, sounds like a lovely way to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> and here's where it had to end abruptly because of Technofargle Dippafaggies. Yep. And um, we would like to say thank you to Jeff Quick. And always. 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 Yep. We are hoping to have him again next year. We will invite our resident or local people who come to Carolina Renaissance Festival, if you happen to see him on Pirates Christmas Weekend. Ask him about Christmas. Oh, Anything it's so much fun. Christmas. Something else I wanted to mention, and I it's too late for this year, I think, but next year, and I'll try to remember this, 
Allison with Arcane Arts, mm-hmm. the, her crew was having at this cool place called Le Chat Noir, I believe. Yep. A thing where you can, you know, how you go to the mall and sit with Santa. They have the same thing, but with Krampus. See, that sounds fun. That and the costume fun. for Krampus looks amazing oh, and terrifying. That sounds, that sounds fun. We're hoping Allison and her crew a Merry Christmas and also wishing Jeff Quick and his family a peaceful season i think yeah we're thinking about you buddy and to everyone out there again blah 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 facebook instagram patreon patreon and uh from here on out i guess it'll be new year's yeah not sure when we're posting this one yet if this is the last one of the year or the second to the last one i think this is we're gonna do this one for christmas okay and yeah. we might hold off and then start in january with sounds good centralia centralia pennsylvania that sounds good yes so Wishing all of you, was it compliments of the season? My yes. favorite phrase from yes. one of my favorite Christmas movies. Yes. Which, if you haven't seen We're No Angels, you must go out and watch it. My all-time favorite Christmas movie. One of my favorites. Yep. The Man Who Came to Dinner, also a good one. Good one. Great one. Ah, TCM movies. Anyway, <laughs> Merry Christmas to all of you. Happy Yule and all the good stuff. And Happy New Year. And, and we'll we see have, you again. Yeah, we hope your 2023 is better than your 2022. The years are slightly sucking less each year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Since what? about 2020. What? Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, guys. Bye, Bye y'all. y'all. Yeah, one would hope that as the years go by and the suckage goes down. Let's hope so. Yes. The suckage ratio has been pretty bad lately. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. The good to suckage ratio. That, right. that needs to level itself out. <sighs> Merry Christmas, I guess. <laughs>